In the name of Allah God, the beneficent, the merciful, the great God who was to come, and he has come to seek and to save that which was lost. We're grateful to him for his intervention in our affairs in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad, whom praises do forever. And we thank him for his wise choice, his diligent search, going up and down, to and fro, and he found a vessel that was receptive, that could handle a weighty word. In the scriptures we're told that Allah knows best where to place his message, and he found the best carrier for a word that would cause us to be taken from a dead level to a living perpendicular. We, we called him, referred to him at one point as the messenger of Allah, and he did bring a message. There's no question about that. But in truth, dear family, he really was and is more than a messenger. The truth of the matter is when you, when you see him in what he did and what he's doing in raising a people to life, that the truth of the matter is he is a crusher of the wicked. And in the scriptures, the crusher of the wicked is the Christ himself. So before, we would call ourselves a lot of things, but our inclination to live a life contrary to God was dominant with us. But when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad made his presence among us, he produced a new different kind of people. They look differently, they act differently. And those of us who call ourselves his followers, Muslims, we are not like any other Muslims across the globe. Right. We're different. Right. And the, the best representative of him, the best student of his, is a brother who I believe that when the history is written about this time period, that there will be a consensus, yeah. that there will be a unanimous opinion that he was and is the champion of the oppressed. Not just here in America, not just here in the Western Hemisphere, but throughout the globe. And I'm speaking of our brother, our friend, their Messiah, the Honorable Mr. Farrakhan. It's in their names I greet you, the people of God, with the greeting words of peace. We say this in our original tongue, Assalamu alaikum. Well, how is everyone feeling today? Good. It's good to see you all. And I, I hope and I pray to our God that whatever we say today uh, can be of some benefit and be of some value. Ultimately, if we can do this, then your time with us, your short time with us, won't be in vain. If we can help to facilitate the desire to want to be a better person, at least one Adam's way, then our time together won't be in vain. Because in truth, why will you be here? What would be your purpose for coming? This is not a place to come and tickle your ears. If we do that, then we're not really true to the spirit that we're supposed to be. But what 
Our aim is, our purpose is, the transformation of human life. That we become better reflections of God and better reflections of divine. Now, what I would like, hopefully, is to, to address certain top, a topic. And it was taken from the Bible where it says, a good name is better than gold. Now, last week, the subject was taken from the Quran, where it says, the question was asked, what is the matter with you? That you help not one another. And what I was hoping to be able to do was to, to use that subject to give an argument that there's something happening among our people. And there's something happening among the so-called slaves. And there's something happening among the oppressed. Letting us know that there is a divine spirit, a divine transformation, that our enemies have gone through tremendous efforts to make sure that we don't help one another. That we, even if we saw each other in pain, saw each other in need, that our first inclination was to see us and to do nothing. But when you start seeing us start helping one another, that's to let you know that there's another spirit among us. That's to give you very persuasive and compelling arguments that there is a divine presence among us. Well, I would like to, to also suggest to you with this subject that there's a very similar principle about a name. And I would like to hopefully give you something that to think about, about a name, and an argument, another argument, that there is a divine presence among us. A good name is better than gold. Do you believe that? Really? Gold is about $2,000 an ounce. $2,000. A pound of gold is worth about $32,000. Do you really believe that a good name is better than gold? If I gave you a pound of gold, two pounds of gold, that's about $64,000. Do you really believe a good name is more valuable than that? Really? Have you ever heard of a word called hyperbole? Well, hyperbole is an exaggeration. It's an obvious exaggeration that's just meant to illustrate something. But you don't take it as literal. So if I said to you, that I'm, I'm so hungry, I could eat a horse. Well, you know I don't really mean that. You know, so that's an example of hyperbole. It's an exaggeration. But you don't really mean that. Well, so when the Bible says that a good name is better than gold, is that hyperbole? 
is that exaggeration? Okay. Well, gold. A good name is better than gold. In the Bible, gold and forms of that word gold is mentioned about 417 times. Gold. And the Quran has a very significant play, or gold has a very significant place in the Quran. There's even a whole chapter, a whole surah. The 43rd surah is named gold. And the, for those of us in the nation, we have a lesson that talks about gold. So we were told that a trader made an interpretation that we would receive more gold for our labor, more than we were earning in our own country. Well, gold plays a significant role, not only today, but it has for centuries. Gold. Gold has been revered for its beauty, its artistic, its aesthetic place. Gold has had a tremendous financial place in America and throughout the globe because it used to be that money used to be backed by gold. They called it the gold standard. So you could take your money, you could take five, it started at $5, you could take $5 bill or a $10 bill or a 20 or a 100 or a $1,000 bill, and you could go and get gold for it. Now, I think it was 1972 or 73, the US took its currency off the gold standard. Now, it's called fiat currency. In other words, you don't know what is back then. You don't know what the value is. They don't tell you what the value is. And if you notice, the value of the dollar is going down. Not, I was going to say steadily. I don't even say it steadily anymore. The value is going down. Well, how do you know? Well, do you, have you looked and see how much eggs are cost? Eggs. Eggs. So, you know, I, I the. The, what they say the best eggs you can buy are pasture-raised pasture organic eggs. That's what they say are the best. Well, I don't know, but I try to get those, you know, and these devils lie all the time, right? <laughs> they just lie. So, uh, you don't know. And they're brown, they could be painting things brown. I, I don't know, right? But it used to be those eggs, a dozen of them, were like about $4. Now, depending on what store you go to, they're about $9. $9. Well, is it the fact that the eggs are more expensive? No. It's the fact that the dollar is worth less. So you need more of them to get whatever you are trying to get, whatever goods, whatever services you're trying to acquire. You need more of them. So is it the fact that gas is more expensive? Well, yes and no. It's the fact that the dollar is worth less. So you need more dollars to, to acquire the same thing you used to get. Well, the result of 
the U.S. currency now being taken off the gold standard. Inflation is a natural consequence. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he gave us two things that we really should be trying to invest in. Not Bitcoin. Not Ethereum. Not cryptocurrency. Crypto, crypt means dead. And so investing in cryptocurrency, I don't think it's a good, wise idea, dear family. But he said there were two things we should invest in. He said property, land, and gold. Gold. He said one day you're going to see rich men lighting their cigars with $100 bills. So the very thing that we are killing each other over, that we're lying, stealing, dying over for pieces of paper. So one day I heard the minister, he was sharing a story. It's the early days of the nation. And there was a brother who said that, not, not that he could, not the fact that he could secure our properties, but he could just make arrangement with the imam in his community for us to even go into negotiation over the properties. And he charged $20,000. The minister paid it. But brother got ghost. And the minister said he took all the money that we had. That $20,000. He said that brother Khalid and brother Akbar wanted to kill him. Let him I'm not talking about beat him up. I know they wanted to kill him. And the minister said, you would make his wife a widow and his children fatherless over paper. And so many of us put so much value on pieces of paper. And in particular, pieces of paper that got white folks' picture on it and pieces of paper that are declining in value. True? Gold. Gold. Gold has intrinsic value. Now, when I say intrinsic value, the nature of gold itself has some value to it. Fiat currency it doesn't have much, if any, intrinsic value. So in other words, so you have one piece of paper, it's a dollar bill. Another piece of paper, it's a $5 bill. Another piece of paper, it's a $10 bill. Another piece of paper, it's a $20 bill. Another piece of paper, it's a $100 bill. Well, and you can have another piece of paper, it's a $1,000 bill where there's no intrinsic value more with the thousand than the dollar bill. All of them are pieces of paper. The only value is what you assign to it. So you said the thousand dollar bill is more valuable than the, than the dollar bill, but the truth of the matter is they both are the same. A piece of paper. 
Gold has intrinsic value to it. It has industrial use. One of the things about gold, it does not, you can, um, it does not corrode or corrupt. So if you notice, for example, your copper pennies, they start turning green. The copper does. Put in water. Well, gold doesn't do that. I mean, it has its value, and, that, and because it, it has that kind of property to it, it has tremendous value. Industrial value. It is a great conductor. Gold is. A good, well, as valuable as gold is, the Bible says a good name is even more valuable than gold. Okay. Now, in the Bible and in the Quran, there is a picture of a new ruler coming in the planet. In the Quran, it says it like this, I'm going to place a ruler in the earth. And the angels are alarmed. And they say to Allah, well, what will you place in it? Except for that which caused mischief and the shedding of blood. And Allah says, yeah, but I know what you know not. That ruler, that name in Arabic is Khalifa. He's one who comes to rule in the place of another. He's the ruler. In the Bible, Adam is a ruler. And he's given dominion over the fowl in the air, the fish in the sea, and every creeping thing that crawls. He's given dominion. He's given power. He's given authority. But we're not really told explicitly how is he going to do this. He's going to rule, but, but how? Well, there's a sign of it in both the Bible and in the Quran about how he's going to rule. What would be, what would be a sign? or an indicator, or a manifestation of his rulership. So in the Bible, it says it like this. It says that, that God brought all the beasts to Adam. And Adam was given the power to name them. And whatever the name was, whatever, name, whatever Adam gave them as a name, that was the name. That same power or sign of it is in the Quran too, where Adam was given the power to, to name. It's a little different story. So he says that Allah, God, taught Adam the names. And then Adam, the, uh, the angels then um, challenge, uh, excuse me, God then challenges the angels and tells the angels, you tell me their names. And then the angels say, well, we don't know. 
You don't know what their names are. And then Allah says, well, see, the guy I made, he knows their names. And letting you know that here is Adam, who is even more powerful than the angels. And his power is manifested by the fact he has the power to name things. To let you know that if you have authority, if you have power, a part of your power, a part of your authority will be in your capacity and your, in your not ability, yes, ability to be able to name things. Are you all okay? Name. Well, white people, you can't argue with this. White people have been rulers for the last 6,000 years. Isn't this true? I remember when I was a little boy, James Brown had this song, This is a Man's World. You remember that? And he said, it wouldn't be nothing, nothing without a woman or girl. Well, we can kind of modify that. It is a man's world, but even a little more specifically, it's a white man's world. It's his. And a part of a sign is his world is because he's given power to name things. Name. He names everything. Everything. So when he started exploring, he's saying he discovered stuff. He's like a little child. So you have your children, when they get to a certain point and they become mobile and they start crawling or walking, they see they find the closet, they find this, and they start telling you, mommy, daddy, I found this, I found that. Well, you know it's there because you put it there. But for them, they discovered it. If you look at white folk, that's what they talk about. How do you discover a, a world or a continent people already here? But their language is, I discovered America. I discovered this. I discovered that. And no matter the way they went, people were already there. But here's what they did as a sign of their authority. They named. Wherever they went, they named it. And just like Adam, whatever name they gave, that was the name of it. So they came over here. And they called this America. And you had North America and you have South America. And it's named after an Italian uh, explorer, America Vespucci. They named it. I'm from New York. New York rep is, is, is called New York because there was a York over in Europe. And so to distinguish that York from the York in the Western Hemisphere, they called it New York, Louisiana, some of you from Louisiana, that's named after King Louis. Virginia, named after the Virgin Mary. 
Wherever they went around, they named, they named stars. They named uh, elements. They named, and whatever name they gave, it stuck. Whatever the name it was. And you know what? They named you. True? They named us. And it stuck. So, you ever watched Roots before? If I were to ask you, what, what scene in Roots probably left the most indelible impression on you? What would you say? Yeah. You remember that? So there was a scene. So our brother comes from Africa. His name is Kuta Kente. But the slave master was engaged now in a war on a very, on a very personal level. He said his name is Kuta Kente, but the slave master wants to break him. And how do you want to break him? You are not Kunta Kente. Your name is what? Toby. And he breaks him. He bows to a new name. See, a name represents identity. Name represents function. Name. Now, here's the thing about a name. Most of us, as a people in America, don't even think twice about a name. In fact, about it, we think there's no consequence to a name. We think there's no real value to a name. But with God, name is big with him. So in the Bible, he's talking, and he says, if my people, who are called by what? My name. He's not talking about everybody. He's talking about those who are called by his name. Why? Because his name has value. His name has power to it. And he's dealing now with the people who's been given another name. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he said, he wrote that there were two things that were like chains that kept us bound as slaves. One of them was the slave master's religion. Now, for my Christian family, I don't want you to be offended, but I'm gonna humbly suggest to you that Jesus knew nothing about Christianity, nothing. You can't find in the Bible any place where the name of the religion that Jesus brought, where he said, call this Christianity, you can't find it. In fact about it, you can't find the name of any of the religion, I mean, of any of the prophets. There's no name. The Honorable Mr. Farrakhan said, the name of the true religion of God, you can distill it into two words, obey God. But what white folk have given to us is a concocted, manufactured doctrine. 
and they've used the name of Jesus as a cover for their dirty religion. True? True. There have been religious scholars, white people, who've also, they bore witness. They say that what is called Christianity and the teaching of Jesus, these are two different things. As a Muslim, I believe in Jesus. As a Muslim, I can't even be considered among the righteous unless I believe in Jesus. In the Quran, there's only one chapter named after a woman, and that chapter is Surah 19, Maryam, or Mary, named after the mother of Jesus. Jesus, the all in the scriptures, excuse me, in the Quran, there is no prophet who's coming back. Not Moses, not Abraham, not Solomon, not Noah. The only one who's coming back is Jesus. He has a deep, significant meaning for the Muslim. But the enemy has corrupted his teachings. So, for example, they told us at a certain point it was not incompatible for us to be slaves and to be a Christian at the same time. How are you going to be a Christian and be a slave? Because they gave elements to the faith that wasn't Jesus. So they said things like, slaves, love your masters. And they said, turn the other cheek. Well, with all due respect, we've given all the cheeks we got. True? We gave him this cheek. We gave him this cheek. We gave him this cheek. We gave him that cheek. We got no more cheeks to turn. And what they've done is to give us a manufactured faith with Jesus' name to cover some real dirty stuff. That's one chain. The other chain, that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, is a chain is our names. Our names. Now many of us, this topic about names is very, very sensitive to many of us. And many of us look at the names of our slave masters and their children, and we see this as a badge of honor. I remember my dad was a bit disappointed when he found out that I had accepted the name Abdul Halim Muhammad. My given name, my dad, his given name, the name on his birth certificate, his last name was Smith. And he wanted me to accept his name. What my dad didn't know was that wasn't his name either. He wasn't Smith. Just like your name, you may say you're Jones, but that's not your name. You're not Kelly. How your name is O'Kelly? You're not Irish. I, 
we have these names. I don't know, not one, I have not met one white person, not one, whose name is Washington. I have. I'm sure there's got to be one. I've never met one. I've never met one white person, I'm sure it's got to be, whose name is Jefferson. Have you? There's got to be. Jackson. So we are Jack's son. And we have these names, and we're proud of them. And my dad was a bit disturbed by that. And so, you know, I know he's a little hurt by it. But the Honorable Elijah Muhammad wrote, and, and the Honorable Mr. Farrakhan, he echoed, you can't even be considered to be free going in the names of our slave masters and their children. Going in their names is a, is a sign of you owned by them. So when they would have livestock and they would brand the livestock, that would show everyone else, okay, that's my cattle. Okay, that's my sheep. That's my pig. These are mine. I branded them where their name is a sign that they own us. Because the reason why they could do that, because they were given authority. They're the ruler. So whatever they name something, it's the name. It sticks. A sign a new ruler is coming is now when they start giving names now, competing with the names, and now those names stick. Are you all all right? So when our Savior came and made himself known, or let me change that language. When our Savior came and he, his coming here, he started giving out names. He gave 25,000. 25,000 holy names in Detroit, Michigan. Now, I want you to think about this. How many of you have children? I have children. You know, all right. So whatever name you gave your children, you called your children John, Sally, whatever. And imagine one day at the dinner table, your child said, I'm not John no more. What are you talking about? I gave you John. What are you talking about? No, I'm not, I'm not John no more. Now, it's kind of alarming to you because now you know something or someone now has interfered, imposed itself on your family's reality. 
Because now you know now there is a new authority that's asserted itself in your family's reality. No, you are John, and I'm not John no more. So when the authorities in Detroit, they're going around because all of a sudden, the Negras, the Negroes, they're telling white folk, I'm not John Jones. Who are you? I'm Hassan Ali. I'm Jamal Rahman. I'm Sally Allah. This now is very disturbing to them. See, you take it as a small thing, but white folk understand now there's a new reality asserting itself. See, a new ruler is coming into being. Because, see, the challenge is over names now, over identity now. See, white folk are the ruler. Whatever name they give, it stick. So a new ruler comes. He challenges you now on the names. He gives another kind of name. And when he gives that name, it's a new name. us names a new spirit is among us my dear sisters so you see a young brother his name is Hassan you'll ask him brother is your family Muslim no they're not Muslim where'd you get Hassan from I don't know my mother just liked Hassan true your name is Aisha. Are you, is your family Muslim? No. Why she call you Aisha? I don't know. She's like Aisha. So now, something is happening among us among names. So we don't want Sally no more. We don't want John no more. We don't want Michael no more. We want DeAndre. We want LaQuisha. We want LaTanya. We got names in many cases have no real meaning to them. All we know, it don't sound like white folks' name no more. We want another name now. True, there's another spirit among us now. Here's alarming to white folk. All in the Muslim world, I don't know about now, but at one time, you know what the most common, the most dominant name among Muslims all over the globe? Osama. So they were trying to make us look at Osama bin Laden as this, as this um, evil guy, but the Muslim world was embracing him. And they were calling their boys Osama after Osama bin Laden. And so the greatest, 
said the greatest. But the example that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad used as a sign of the power of what a name can do is what he did with Muhammad Ali. So Muhammad Ali was born with the name Cassius Clay. But then Elijah gave him the name Muhammad Ali. And when he became Muhammad Ali, he was embraced all over the globe. Among our people, white folk hated Ali. But our people loved him. I was a little boy. I didn't know about the nation of Islam. I didn't know anything about Elijah Muhammad. All I knew was I loved Ali. I loved him. I remember when he fought against Joe Frazier in the first fight, and Frazier beat him, and I was devastated. Because I loved Ali. And Ali was loved all over the globe. And there was one fight, I forgot who it was, but who wanted to insist on calling him Clay. Insisted on calling him Cassius Clay. Who was it, brother? Who was it? Ernie Terrell? And when they got into the fight, what, is, what Ali did to him was almost criminal. <laughs> Beat that boy so bad. And ask him, the, ask him the question over and again, what's my name? And every question was followed by a jab to the head. True. And I bet you that boy did not forget his name. John said, he said, we won't even be able to see the hereafter in the devil's names. You can't go around proud walking in the enemy's names. Not recognizing that's not pleasing to God. In fact, about it, in the scriptures, in the book of Revelation, those, it says, who have the mark of the beast, his name, they are going to a lake of fire. Name. A good name is better than gold. In the nation, one of the greatest honors you can have is to be given a name by the servant of God. That's a great honor. That's right, brother. I forgot about that. So when, thank you for that. So when we write our letter, we're asking to be given a name. From him. Thank you. Why don't you come up here, brother? You seem to know everything. Why don't you come up? No, no, no. You go. No, I'm, 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 I'm just making a lie. You're helping me, though. Help me. So, we call these government names our slave names. 
And so my given name was Donald. Donald. And I, my full name, given name, was Donald Eric Smith. And I mean, I, I, you know, I thank a lot for my parents and all that, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not minimizing it, but especially the Smith part. Smith is from England, British. See, names, what they do is they identify you with a culture, with a land. And let me, here's what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave to give you some idea of the absurdity of names. So if you had a brother, your Chinese brother, his name was Ling Chu, but you asked him his name, he said, my name is Michael Washington. Wouldn't you look at him kind of strange? Yes, sir. Wouldn't you kind of pause? And depending on how well you know him, you may or you may not ask him, brother, what, were you adopted? Because you know no brother from China. His name, Lu Chin. You know this. Or if you're a black brother, you see him and you tell him your name, you ask him him, he is, he tells you, my name is Ling Ching Wu. I'm sorry, what? My name is Ling Ching Wu. Can you spell that for me, please? Brother, were you adopted? Because you know, that's not us, our names. But here we are, a people having the names of our slave masters and their children, and don't think twice about it. Don't even give it another thought. Don't even recognize that a name is important. So you look at the popes. All the popes, when they became popes, they changed their names. Isn't that right? So Pope John the first, or Pope this one, the this, that wasn't their given name. When they become Pope, they change the name. Paul, the apostle Paul, his name, his birth name was Saul. But he changed his name. In the Bible, Abram became Abraham. He changed his name. Names are not inconsequential. Names are significant. A good name is better than gold. To have a good name. Have a good name. In 19, I think it's 96, I think it was, at a Savior's Day. Was it 96? I think 96. I think 96 and 97, I believe. Two years in a row. Savior's Day. And the Honorable Mr. Farrakhan gave all of those registered in attendance, gave us the name what? Muhammad. Muhammad. That was a gift of invaluable importance. 
My first time coming to the Valley was 1984. Brother Jabril had a, uh, like a, a two-day seminar for ministers. I wasn't one. I wasn't one. We didn't have one in Buffalo. And the believer sent me to represent the city. And so it was in Scottsdale. And there are a lot of, there are a lot of memories I have of that day. Two I'll share with you. One was... I, 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 was, I saw Brother J we were in the receiving line with the minister, and Brother Jabril is there, and I asked him this question. You know, in the Bible, well, we're told that there are 24 scientists, and there are 23 who do the writing, and there's, there's one who acts as judge over the writing of the 23. The, this is the we and the us in the scriptures. But in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, there's a 25th. There is a 24, and, and they, they are before one who's sitting on the throne. So that's 25 altogether. And I asked Brother Jabril, could he please explain this 25? And I remember his youthful enthusiasm. He said, oh, I know that, I know that. And it was like, I mean, I don't want to say like a chalk, it wasn't like that, just youthful enthusiasm, right? And he said that that 25th was Yaqub. He said, because remember in the scripture, they all throw their crowns. And he said that was Yaqub symbolically throwing his crown too. I thought that was profound. I remember that. And then the second thing I remember was I told the minister, I said, Brother Minister, I'm, I'm, I'm not a minister, right? And he says to me, well, if you are here, you are meant to be here. He said, you can take the name Muhammad. This was November of 1984. So I had, I was Donald X. So now I'm Donald Muhammad. And when I went back to school, now, my friends, now they got to remember, they kind of think I'm crazy already. Right. And I said, I'm not ex. First of all, I, I got rid of my slave name. Right. And I became an ex. And for those of you who, when you come in the nation and now you sign your letter and you recite and you become an ex, like Malcolm X. So ex means unknown. I don't know what my family's name is. All I know it's not Smith. That's all I know. I know my name is not Kelly. It's not O'Reilly. It's not O'Toole or Fool over the river through the woods. None of those are my name. I don't know where it is. I'm ex. I'm also ex-liar. I'm ex-drinker. I'm ex-this. I'm ex-that. I'm not that no more. I'm ex. So I was calling myself Donald X. So when I came back from Scottsdale, I'm not Donald X no more. I'm Donald Muhammad. You let that man name you? Absolutely. You let that crazy cracker name you? I'd rather have a righteous man name me 
then the devil named me. True. Somebody named us. I was drinking last night. You okay, brother? Name. So, and when I got my name, Muhammad, I got it. I did not go to the enemy to go pay to get my name changed. I didn't do it. Some of y'all go pay. You go pay them this dollar, that dollar. When I found out we don't pay, I said, I'm not paying. I said, when the minister gave me my name, he gave me the name Abdul Halim Muhammad. I told the cracker, that's my name. My name is Abdul Halim Muhammad. I ain't giving you a quarter for it. It's on my driver's license. It's on my passport. It's on my social security card. Abdul Halim Muhammad. I don't want his name no place. I didn't even want to tell you what my name was. True? Because a good name is better than gold. Okay, a couple more points, and let's get out of here. Good name is better than gold. Now, the name is so significant, and the name is so important that our desire to want to hold on to the enemy's name gets us in trouble with God. So you think it's a small thing. God coming to tell you, you're mine. But you're telling him, I'm not yours, I'm your enemy's. How do you think God feels about that? How do you think when your children, they repudiate you to go get somebody else's name? Well, the same way you feel is the same way God feels. And I know some hypocrites in our nation. I know a brother who was given a name directly by the Honorable Mr. Farrakhan. But in time, he repudiated that name and went back to his slave name. That's a manifest hypocrisy to me. To me. There's another brother. Now, and that brother, he dead. I, I, we had conversations about it. He, he had issues with, his, with the nation and all that. I lay hey. We're we going to have to disagree on this one. Yeah, I know our nation is not perfect. I get it. But if you see me one day and I tell you, I'm not Abdul Halim Muhammad. I've gone back to Donald Smith. You know I've lost my damn mind. 
true. I've lost it. And there's some who think like this. They're all right with this. And the enemy, he wants to, as much as possible, to keep you in his name. Well, you know, you, 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 can't get, you can't go take your children to school unless you use the name that's on their birth certificate. The Bible says, resist the devil. He fleed from you. Do you know Brother, do you know Brother Abdullah, the prison minister? He shares a story. He said, how he, when, he got, when he got his name, Abdullah Muhammad, you know what he did? He went to the Department of Motor Vehicles and told them, I'm, I don't know what his name was, his given name. He said, I'm Abdullah Muhammad. He told them, I'm Abdullah Muhammad. And there was a brother. He wasn't in the nation, but he, you know, he, he knew the nation. He admired us. He wasn't, he wasn't registered. But whatever he did, he was able to make it happen. And his ID then, he left whatever that slave name was. It wasn't on his ID no more. On his ID was Abdullah Muhammad. I'm saying to you, stand up. I'm saying to you, declare who you are, who your identity is. And you tell the world who you are. See, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm not. I can't tell you who you are. But I, I don't even want my slave name around me. Don't call me that. I don't want my, my employer calling me that. I don't want the police officer calling me that. I don't want the judge calling me that. I want you to call me by my name, and my name is Muhammad. Call me that. And so I remember when I first got here to Phoenix about 10 years ago, I was working at, um, what's the name of this? I forgot. It was this job. It's not important. And, and so I was going around, and they were calling me my supervisors, and everyone else, they were calling me Muhammad. Not Abdul, not Halim. They were calling me Muhammad, and I like that. A lot. I am Muhammad. Absolutely. It just sounded good. Well, what does Muhammad mean? Muhammad means praise much and worthy of praise. It's one of the names of God, and Allah says that he's of the best names. Of all the names you can have, the names of God are the best names. In the Quran, 59 Surah, the last three verses says it like this. He is Allah, besides whom there is no God. Noah, the unseen and the seen, he is the beneficent, the merciful. He is Allah, besides whom there is no God, the king, the holy, the author of peace, the grantor of security, guardian over all, the mighty, the supreme. Glory be to Allah with the associate with him. He is Allah, the owner, the creator, the maker. His are the most beautiful in the name, most beautiful names. Whatever in the heavens and the earth declares his glory, and he is the mighty, the wise. He's the best. His names are the best. 
It's the, all the names you can think of, the names of God are the best. And the reason why Allah allows you to have his names, because your nature and his nature are the same. You're not Mr. Fish, Mr. Bear, Miss O'Reilly, Miss White, black as the ace of spades, but Mr. White. You are the people of God. Okay, I'm gonna close with this. Names. A good name is better than gold. Now, there's some of us who may have one of the names of God, and they are the best name. But we don't got a good name. What do you mean, Brother Hamid? Well, yeah, Muhammad's a wonderful name, it's the best name. Or Ali or Sharif the best names. But a name is also reputation. And you don't have a good reputation. How I, I, so we got the name but our behavior, our conduct undermines the good name. Let me give you an example. You ever go on social media and you see some have the name Muhammad and the way they conduct themselves on social media is just disgraceful. I, I, I don't understand that. Or the kinds of, not not only how we comport ourselves, how we show ourselves to the world, but, but even the, the kinds of things we talk about. The conversation is so degraded. It's so filthy. It's so profane. It's so decadent. So to have the name but our actions, our thoughts, our deeds are so at odds with the name. So the name is good, but the reputation that precedes it is at odds with the name. So it's a good name, but you ain't got a good name. True? What, what, what gives us a good name? What's our integrity like? See, integrity is you say what you mean and you mean what you say. What you are in public is what you are in private. And people will know their brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so, they're men and women of integrity. So, not only do they have a good name, but they have a good name. A good name is better than gold. Your word is your bond. Can I, I'm, I'm a little short today. Can I borrow $5? Absolutely. You got it tomorrow. You, you, and I'll have it for you, 5 o'clock. 
You got to look for me. I'm going to look for you. I mean, I wear my bond. That's what we say, right? right. But they didn't tell you five o'clock in the year 2027. <laughs> and when they see you, they act like everything is all right. And you don't want to say nothing because, you know, I know they know. They know they're old. And then, when it finally comes, they got excuses up the yang-yang. We're told, we ask the question, have you not learned that your words shall be bond? Regardless of whom or what? Yes, my word is my bond, and my bond is my life, and I'll give my life before my word shall fail. For those of us who are trying, now we all maybe fall short of the glory of God, but if we're striving to make our word our bond, those of us who do it the best, those of us who are more mindful of our word, those of us who have a good name. But if we're reckless, heedless and just say things for expedience sake with no intention of making our word our bond. We don't have a good name. And after a while, people start knowing about it. See, a good name is better than gold. Brothers, I'm going to tell you something. And I know this for an actual fact. Not because, because it's personal. I just know this. And sometimes it's leadership. And sometimes it's, it's just brothers who are in the rank and file. But the sisters who are trying to protect the, the MDT, and particularly the new ones. And you got maybe brothers in the ranks who are like, predators. And they see sisters like fresh meat. And you got sometimes brothers who go among the sisterhood like it's candy. And sisters, sometimes you are lying, and you know this about him, and you, you're okay with it. It's a terrible thing when you don't have a good name. It's a terrible thing. But it's a wonderful thing to know when the sisters know that you're a man of integrity, a man of character. So here you are, brother, and sister, she comes maybe, you know, and she's, she's not dressed modestly, and she's dressed like the world. And so she's got her, her, her chest, her bosom is showing, cleavage all over the place, and you came and look her in the eye. And she know your eye is. Looking all inside her cleavage. You ain't hearing one word that woman talking about. All you're looking at is her breast or her legs. And she knows it. And you say, sister, well, he should keep his eyes open. Yeah, that is true. But you could do a lot to help. And this is why the honorable Elijah said 75% of his work is with you. Because we clean you up, we can make him stronger. If we clean you up and make you to the woman of God, we can help get his mind out the gutter. Right. 
a good name. It's better than gold. So, you know, what for me is a source of, of honor to me. I won't go into all the details, but the minister gave us, introduced us to a, a uh, kind of therapy. It's called auditing. That's right. She's on that. And so it helps us to deal with past moments of pain and what yeah. have and, and so I'm going to talk, we'll talk about that one day, you know, in another time. But here's what becomes for me a source of, of honor when sisters will ask, could you audit? Now, the minister, he didn't want brothers auditing sisters and vice versa, but because he knows we're crazy and we'll take advantage of that. But if a sister will ask me, because instinctive, she knows I'm not going to do that. I may have a lot of problems in Buffalo. I got problems in Phoenix. But one thing I am not, I'm not a womanizer. I'm not. And don't play with the sisters. We got some beautiful women. And they're not, a, they're not something to go play with, brother. A good name. Is better than gold. Yeah. I'm gonna close with this thought. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave his minister a good name, Farrakhan. He said, I got many Ali's, I got many Sharif's, I only got one Farrakhan. His name was and is unique. And the Honorable Elijah never told him, brother, you got no equal. None. And his name is reflective of his very unique place with God and his Christ. He got a good name. The Quran describes him, Louis Farrakhan, like this. You have in the messenger of Allah an excellent exemplar for him who hopes in Allah and the latter day and who, be, who fears Allah. And this is an excellent example. Excellent example. Well, well, what is it about him that makes him an excellent exemplar? Well, Fundamentally, he's a man of profound divine character. And because his character is right, his character is in place, he has a good name. True? So, one thing I've learned about the MGT, they will, brother, about the, I ain't talking about now some others, I'm talking about the MGT. If they believe that you want to help the minister, they even fall in love with you. If they see, but now if you got some other stuff, they're not with that. 
So for those of us in authority, they will back us if they believe we're backing him. Well, why? What is it about the minister? He's a man of integrity. Not just integrity, of divine integrity and divine character. Let me give a contrast. So, do you follow politics at all? Do you follow politics? You know, President, the former President Trump, he got some problems. On the four indictments, four of them, and he did what I believe is he did, his actions, in my judgment, makes him utterly unfit for the presidency, in my judgment. What do you mean, brother? So when the election is over and he lost, he goes around telling everyone he won. He won. He had about almost seven, he and his surrogates went to court almost 70 times. Lost, I think, except for one. And the one he didn't lose had nothing to do, no impact on the election. Remember, in the Bible, there were these two women who came to Solomon, both claiming to be the legitimate mother of this baby. Solomon said, okay, let's do this. Let's cut the baby in half. And you take half, and you take half. Well, the real mother manifested herself because her position was, I'd rather have my baby in the arms of a wicked mother, but behold, they had my baby torn in half. That's the true mother. But the wicked mother didn't care at all. I look at the former president. He doesn't seem to care whether this baby, this nation is torn in half. He doesn't seem to care. But for those of us who knows the minister's history, his history is he could have been an agent to tear this nation up. He could have, been, but he didn't. Why? He'd rather see the baby whole even with a mother that he may disagree with, but he'd rather keep it whole than have it torn apart. You know why? Because he reflects divine character, divine righteousness, and divine love. He got a good name. He's a good man. And because he's a good man with a good name, you can trust him. True? Yeah. Good name is better than gold. I mean, it's a terrible feeling when people don't trust you. When your word means nothing. When people look at you, you know, they got one eye on you, but they wonder where the game is. I mean, you're saying something. 
And they say, in their mind, it's like, you know what? It's indicative of someone with no character. And dear family, you can't build a nation, a mosque, a family, with these kind of attributes. If our mosque will be reflective, so a part of our job is when the minister sees us, he doesn't see us as illegitimate children. But he sees us as his. Well, what do you mean, Brother Halim? It's not by the kind of part we wear in our hair or the kind of suit that we have or the garments that we're wearing. But the real garments is not clothing. The real garments is our character, is our righteousness. That's the real garments, dear family. And when we're like that, we got a good name. A good name. Aren't there some people that you know that you wouldn't trust them to go across the street? If they told you the sun, the sun is coming up tomorrow, you got to go look in Wikipedia to see is that true. You'll research everything. Because the word means nothing. These are not righteous people. The nature is that, but our, our behavior is not that. So I'm closing with this. I, it's a wonderful thing, dear family. When you have leadership that you can trust, yes. guidance you can have confidence in. I thank a lot for the Honorable Mr. Farragher. Yes. I thank a lot for him because his leadership, I can have confidence in it. I know he's a man of integrity. I know he's a man of righteous character. He got a good name in Farrakhan, but that name Farrakhan, is, that good name is undergirded by righteous conduct, by righteous character. He got a good name on many different levels. Yes. He has a good name. I want to be like that. Yes. Yes. I'm striving to be like that. Yes. I got a ways to go, but I want to be like him. I don't want to be like Mike. <laughs> I want to be like the Honorable Mr. Farrakhan. My Christian family, they, had, they used to wear, I don't know if they still do, but they wear jewelry and bracelets and whatnot, and they would say, WWJD, what would Jesus do? So I say, WWFD, well, what would Farrakhan do? How would he respond? How would he act? What would, what would his way of conducting, engaging, how would he navigate? See, that becomes the way, I can't speak for you. I don't know who your person that you want, that you want who you find as your leader. I know who mine is. And I have no problem with telling you that. 
I'm not dealing with Imam this or Reverend this one or this motivational speech. Give me Farrakhan. That's the man that I want to be able to pattern my life after. You say, brother, he's a man. Yeah, he's a man. All of them are men. He's a divine man. He's a righteous man. I've been blessed. I try to follow him for 40 years. Jews have had the ability to name is stuck. And the name they've been putting on people is anti-Semitic. They give that name. People are afraid of that name. And one people, once people get labeled with that name, they become marginalized. Right. Now they're alienated. Now they're discredited. Why? Because Jews, of all white people, Jews are an authority. They got authority. But how do you know when a new ruler is coming in? Because now, he brings about a new label, right. a new name. Right. So white folk, they called Africa all kinds of names. So they called, for example, uh, Rhodesia, was named after Cecil Rhodes. Right. Heard Rhodes Scholar? Right. Well, that's Cecil Rhodes, and they named the country after Cecil Rhodes, and they called it Rhodesia. Well, you can tell a new ruler comes in because they changed the name. It went from Rhodesia to Zimbabwe. It goes from the Congo to Zaire, from the Gold Coast to Ghana. A new ruler comes in, and that new ruler gives a new name. They called Farrakhan anti-Semitic. And the word anti-Semitic was a death blow to everybody else. But your brother's alive and in power, not just alive and in power, but putting a death nail to anti-Semitic. He is making sure that it's buried. Because what he represents is a new power. He represents a new Khalifa. He represents a new rulership. He represents a new power to now name and to give names. A new one's on deck. I don't know about you. I'd rather be with God. Some of you say, I want to go with Biden. I want to go with Trump. I want to go with DeSantis or Chris Christie or whatever. Or you say, I want the brother. I want Tim Scott. I don't want none of them. Give me our Savior, Master Fahd Muhammad. Give me Allah and his Christ. Give me the honorable Mr. Farrakhan. That's what I want. That's what I'm going to vote for. They may not be on the ballot in a voting booth, but we can vote with them every day. The choices that we make. I want a good name, and I want a good name with God. Don't you? Yes, sir. 
I want to tell this cracker, you can take his name back and give me the name of God. And I'm, 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 I am suggesting to you, brother, I'm suggesting to you, sister, give his name back. He's going to call you to war in a few days. He's a war maker. He's going to be calling you. He ain't going to call me. I'm not. He can call me. I ain't going. Ali, see, he already did a favor for us. He may have known the nation, we ain't going to them wars. Well, I'm going to fight over there. I got a war over here. Right here in South Phoenix. Right here in Arizona. Right here in the, in the wilderness of North America. I got a war to go through. I'm not going to Afghanistan. I'm not going to Iraq or Iran. I'm not going there. I'm here fighting my war. I'm here with God. But dear family, we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do on ourselves. The biggest war we got is not on the outside. The real jihad is not there. The real jihad is here on the inside. To being better men and women. And we can say to God, I've taken on your name. I got a good name. And I bear witness it's better than gold. I thank you all for your time and your patience. And I greet you with the green words of peace. Assalamu alaikum.